0: Premier, thanks so much for taking some time out this morning. I know you must be incredibly busy. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Good to be back. Um,
1: well, Premier Kenny, let's let's just get right into it. Of course, as Shay mentioned, you know, following the announcement yesterday of several new restrictions in place for the province, um, you're, you're being pretty heavily criticized about the restrictions coming too late. Many people saying these should have been put in place weeks ago. What do you say to that?
2: Well, we've had, excuse me, we have had restrictions in place constantly since the spring in many areas of business, for example, uh, additional restrictions and guidelines that we've been layering on over the past several weeks uh, but listen I know there are some people who uh, have been eager for something like a full lockdown uh, pretty consistently. Uh, our, our approach in Alberta has been uh, that we should only take away people's livelihoods and up, let us be honest about what some of these things do. Some of these things are destroying the livelihoods of uh, tens of thousands of Albertans. Yesterday the measures announced will result in uh, likely hundreds of thousands of people losing their jobs. Uh, 40% of businesses, small businesses, indicate to the Canadian Federation of Independent Business that they may not survive another forced closure. We're talking about 40% of tens of thousands of owner-operated businesses. We're also talking about the suspension of constitutionally protected charter rights and freedoms. I think those things should only be done as a last and limited resort, not as a first resort. Uh, and, and let me just say that I know there's been a fair bit of Alberta bashing here, but Alberta has actually done, Albertans have done remarkably well through the COVID pandemic uh, until the last few weeks with the lowest uh, per capita levels of infection, of hospitalizations and COVID fatalities amongst the large Canadian provinces, all 50 U.S. states, and almost all uh, 34 European countries. Uh, it's true we have to address the very real threat to our healthcare system of the current surge in cases. If Alberta follow these new guidelines and restrictions we'll be able to do that while balancing protection of lives and livelihoods.
0: Premier Kenny, a couple of things in that response that I want to dig a little deeper into. First of all, rights and freedoms. That's been a constant theme in your messaging. You've talked about it a lot when you talk about protecting rights and freedoms. You and I both know that the Charter clearly states those rights and freedoms that are in there are subject to reasonable restrictions imposed by the government. And my question is do you not make the division worse and we know this has become politicized in a lot of ways and we see people out rallying for rights and freedoms when when that small minority who's talking about rights and freedoms gets that kind of play doesn't it embolden them and make it that much harder those are the people that are fighting against the restrictions you did have in place you know what, I I could not disagree with you more strongly.
2: Uh, I think when uh, political leaders are ready to ab- abandon uh, fundamental rights and freedoms or violate them uh, without... Uh uh, you know, you talked about uh, Section 1, which says that uh, there can be abridgments of constitutional rights and freedoms that can be reasonably justified in a free and democratic society. What the courts have told us for 35 years in, in the history of the Canadian Charter is that such abridgments uh, must be uh, proportionate, they must must be uh, necessary, and they must be limited. Limited abridgments. The notion that you immediately, without really much debate or reflection on it, fundamentally impair people's rights and freedoms is not the kind of society that uh, I think most Albertans want to live in. We need to be thoughtful about that and deliberate and not dismiss Concerns about rights and freedoms as merely the preoccupation of of a small minority.
0: But it's a one in a one hundred year pandemic. I mean, these are extraordinary, unforeseen circumstances, and we have
2: taken extraordinary measures. uh, You know, as we saw in the spring, and as we've maintained uh, restrictions throughout. I mean, you're, you're apparently you're criticizing me for not having taken sufficiently robust measures earlier. Just. A couple of weeks ago, we told people that they would be fined $1,000 if they went and visited uh, even their close friends and family members in their homes. These are extraordinary measures that we've been taking uh, on and off throughout the past uh, nine months.
1: There's no doubt that this has been an extraordinary time and certainly an extraordinary difficult time to navigate for businesses. What supports or promises are in place to make sure that people are able to survive this financially?
2: Well, yesterday we also uh, thank you for the question. We launched uh, a significant expansion of Alberta's small business relaunch grant, which initially uh, was rolled out in, uh, I believe, June. And so, this is um, a quadrupling of the uh, that uh, support for small and medium sized businesses who are whose operations are affected by public health orders uh, and so they can now receive um, if they are eligible up to $20,000 in uh, grant support from the Albertas government uh, if they've experienced uh, a 30% revenue decline from last year and they can go back to pre- pre- sort of uh, retrospectively on their application now until the beginning of the pandemic in, in March in addition to uh, a number of other programs we have deferrals on everything from WCB premiums to fees, uh, business taxes and much more. Uh, We um, will be announcing tomorrow, by the way, a whole other set of measures for individuals who who need to self-isolate and people who might live in really dense housing situations where they can't effectively isolate at home. Um, one of the challenges we've seen here in Edmonton for example what the highest levels of transmission tend to be uh, in some of the lower income neighborhoods where people are living uh, in higher housing density higher density housing situations so we'll be providing uh, some form of monetary uh, incentive for those people plus free hu- housing in a hotel and support to help them isolate if they need to because they're sick or they're symptomatic uh, or they have um, uh, been a close contact finally there are a number of federal supports will help to connect people to including for small businesses and enhanced uh, um, commercial rent sub support that alberta is participating in and um a uh, an emergency loan half of which i think is now uh re- can be written off as an effective grant from the federal government so there are a lot of supports not that it will be enough sadly to get many of the businesses affected uh, through this time and that is what is so tragic about the situation here
0: yeah it's tough for everybody no doubt about it when we talk about our, our healthcare care system and I think that's obviously the driving force here and what's going on with our hospitals and the rising cases we're seeing there and the ICU pressures and things like that um, there are a lot of doctors saying we're already over the cliff it's too late where do, what do you feel about in terms of our healthcare care system being able to and we, we know it's going to take probably a couple weeks before we see a flattening of the curve with these new measures where are we can our healthcare care system sustain this for that long until the help arrives Well, first of all, the uh,
2: Alberta's health care system, we have a a, a world-class system, the most expensive in in Canada. And Canada, by the way, has uh, perhaps the most expensive publicly administered system in the world. So we have one of the uh, best-funded systems in the world. We have the highest per capita number of doctors and nurses in Canada. We have 100 hospitals with uh, 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 typically about 8,500 beds. Some of them, of course, have very specific purposes like maternity wards, Uh, mental health beds but uh, we uh, have demonstrated since the spring that uh, if needed we can uh, set aside as many as about 22 to 2400 uh, acute care or overall beds, pardon me, most of those being acute care, uh, within which would be several hundred ICU beds for COVID. Uh, and right now we're at um, roughly uh, 650 overall beds being occupied by COVID patients um, and about 110 uh, for ICU. So we are well below the maximum capacity of the system. And don't get me wrong, uh, many of our busiest uh, urban hospitals, our top 14 or so hospitals, are under significant stress. Um, we still don't have a COVID case in about half of our 100 hospitals. And here's, you know, we are coping with the pressure. Uh, unfortunately, the way we cope with it is uh, by postponing or cancelling uh, previously scheduled non-urgent surgery. That is one of the, the greatest uh, uh, compulsions for the restrictions that we made yesterday because we know that that will hurt long-term the health care of those individuals, but that we are opening up additional space. Um, and... Uh, we we have to cope with that. We have the capacity uh, if Albertans carefully follow these measures, uh, we will be able to see a bending of the curve uh, and maintain that capacity.
1: I'm glad to hear you praise the healthcare system. I think that they deserve it. I think that they've worked incredibly hard. We do have a great system here, but there are going to be aspects of the pandemic response that will be heavily criticized as we look back on this. In Alberta, globally, one area that has received a lot of criticism is our efforts when it comes to contact tracing, which seem to be non-existent this point, and the app that's tracked nominal number of cases, have we just largely given up on contact tracing at this point?
2: No, to the contrary. Uh, you know, I I, I find this un- unfortunate that again there's been some degree of uh, uh, I think completely unwarranted criticism of Alberta's approach. We have had uh, the most robust contact tracing system uh, from the very beginning uh, in Canada, uh, and one of the strongest in the developed world. Um, we uh, it's true that. That about three to four weeks ago, with the spike in cases, that we were overwhelmed and had to focus our contact tracing system on high priority populations, uh, like in nursing homes, uh, healthcare workers. Um, I think in school outbreaks and and similar uh, vectors of transmission. Um, but we are constantly hiring more contact tracers. We've we've uh, we had 30. I believe we started with 35 contract tracers in March. We went to 850 Fifty. We're now, I believe, at about eleven hundred. We're moving more and more the part time to full time. Uh, we're hiring and training as many as we can. Uh, but it, but we, there's no jurisdiction that could keep up with the current volume of overall cases. But, uh, but in terms of the uh, tracing app, it is. It was developed in Singapore, uh, which has one of the most effective. Um, Uh, contact tracing uh, and uh, COVID responses on Earth. Uh, And we were the first province in Canada to roll out a tracing app. It's far more effective than the federal app because it actually connects into the contact tracing system rather than just giving people um, a kind of blind notification. So, you know, we've had the highest testing in Canada absolutely consistently throughout. Uh, One of the highest uh, uh, incidents of COVID-19 testing in the world. Uh, we We were the best prepared by far in Canada, if not North America, on personal protection equipment and ventilators such that we were able to share enormous supplies with the rest of the country. We were the only province to provide tens of millions of free masks to individuals, the first to have a self-assessment tool. We were chosen by the NHL as the uh, Stanley Cup Hub because they recognized these and other facts that, that we
0: were had one of the best COVID responses in North America. Premier Kenny, with all due respect, you're talking about things that happened several months ago and we're in a drastically different situation now. Um, things are Far, far worse. When you want to talk about our record in terms of pandemic response, it's among the worst, um, especially in Canada. But uh, in let well, simply.
2: Uh, I'm sorry. I, again, I, I, I just don't accept the Alberta bashing that's going on no, here. No, I'm not. I'm not it, bashing. Let me, Albert, just, I'll, I'll, let let me no, look at our talk, case counts. I, 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 our case counts are to, higher than
0: anywhere else. Yeah, that, that, that,
2: well, that, that's that's accurate. It's also accurate that, that when you talk about a case count, that's reflected. That's not the actual number of infectious cases of people who are sick, nor is it um, what that's based on is positive tests. are running by like we have more than twice as many tests per person as our neighbors in british Columbia. but if you want to look at um uh, look this is not a a a competition Uh, my point is that through most like eight of the last nine months we've done very well amongst large population jurisdictions in north america and europe uh we are uh, dealing with a very, very serious spike in cases in the past uh, month. We're not denying that whatsoever. That's why we took these uh, extraordinary measures yesterday. Uh, but uh, we, the truth is that uh, Alberta's fatality rate of COVID ca- uh, cases, which is the the, the most uh, important uh, statistic is that we are significantly below that of Ontario, of Quebec, of Manitoba, and only slightly ahead of British Columbia. Uh, y- you know, it's, the, the spike that we are facing now is very similar to that in developed jurisdictions in the northern hemisphere uh, throughout north america and europe at least large large population and urbanized jurisdictions so this is not unique to our province it is very serious we absolutely must get on top of this and i just encourage everybody to do their part
1: well, Premier Kenny, I think one thing we can all agree on is that your job is a very difficult one right now. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll let you get back to it. That's all the time that we do have, but we do appreciate the conversation.
2: Yes, thanks, thanks for, for your me. thanks for your good questions and and uh, and thanks for putting the spotlight on the need for for people to to play a role in in bending down the curve.